Welcome back for another week of learning. Our learning is dedicated to Ilya Nishmasev, Kabad Yaakov Alevi, Lucy Mayan, Rina D, Yoshua Ben Shmuel Alevi, Ben Yamansi, Ben Avram Chaim, whose yard sites are this coming week. Rufua Shleima for Tehila Batya, Bat Chayatova, Brachavigaila, Rachel Gito, Yedidi Chaim, Ravi Verfechaya, Mushali Melech Alevi, Ben Basha, Shalman Chayasara, Shimon Melka, and Shadokim for all those that are in need. It's good to be back. For those of you that are watching my background carefully, you'll note that I am back home in Eretz Yisrael. Special shout out to our Chicago listeners who were um, sad to hear that I was in Chicago and we didn't get to see each other. God willing, my next time in Chicago, we'll have to uh, connect up with each other, which should make it clear that we don't have many Atlantic City listeners because did not get a single uh, piece of feedback from people in Atlantic City saying, why didn't you see us when you were there? Okay, we are at the tail end of Sefer Yoshua, five prakim to go, which means that we are slowly moving our way towards the conclusion of Yoshua and the start of Shoftim. Now would be a good time to encourage everyone to share. If you enjoy the learning, share the link um, for our, our group and for our shiurim with people that might be interested so we can continue to grow and have new listeners for Sefer Shoftim. What happens at the end of our book, there are certain technical things that Yoshua has to do. That's mainly Chaf and Chaf Aleph. And then Chaf Bet, Chaf Gimel, Chaf Dalit are his farewell speech and certain historical notes that happen towards the end of his lifetime. Start Parachaf with the topic of the Are Miklat, the idea of a city of refuge. The Torah tells us at the end of Sefer Bamidbar that there are halachot for a person that kills Bishogeg. Now, what does Bishogeg mean? It has to be that there's enough um, enough of the possibility that a person was negligent, and yet enough that it wasn't too close to murder. It's it's this middle ground, meaning if I'm busy in my house and I am I'm breaking a wall, and it happens to be totally in a Rishul HaYachid, totally in the private domain, I break the wall, and it happens to be that some guy is walking by, and a brick hits him and kills him. There's no reason for me to feel that I, or for the Torah, rather, to feel that I was in any way liable. This is totally on this guy. He didn't belong in my property. It's on him. I'm free and clear. On the other hand, if I do something that is grossly, grossly, um, gross negligence, it could be that at that point, I, I actually don't get to go to the Ir Miklat. I'm not, it's too close to murder. So there's this in-between stage of where a person should have been more careful and the Torah sends him off to the Ir Miklat. Let's start with Parachaf Pasagalev. By Yedaber Hashem El Yoshua Lemor. God speaks to Yoshua saying, the Minchat Shai says, wait a second, By Yedaber Hashem El Moshe, we don't have that normally. In Sefer Yoshua, generally the language that we have is Vayomer. It's Hashem spoke to Yoshua saying, why do we have a Yedaber Hashem El Yoshua Lemor? Says the Minchachai that it is Dvarim Kashim. The topic that we're about to spend nine psukim on, it's short perek. The nine psukim we're about to teach us, it's something that we turn to the to Yoshua and Yoshua turns to his audience and says, this is not fun fluffy, light Torah. No, these are dvarim kashim. These are hard things that one has to understand. Okay? I'd like to possibly suggest that the reason why we have the words Moshe, El Yoshua, Lemur, 
inadvertently said Moshe there, but but I think that there is a in my in my subconscious there's something going on there. We know this pasuk by Daber Hashem Moshe more is a pasuk that we see in the Torah very 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 often. Our mitzvah boys, it's their um, dream pasuk. There's no practice; they know it already. By Daber Hashem Moshe more is the introduction of a mitzvah. By Yomar Hashem by Daber Hashem Yoshua more. Is also it's the introduction of a mitzvah. Yoshua is introducing a mitzvah to the Jewish people, and interestingly, it is a mitzvah that was started by his rabbi. It was ta- started by his teacher Moshe Rabbeinu, but it does not fully take place until after Yehoshua does his part. I'll explain that in a little bit why that is, but uh, in the meantime. What is he told to do? I want you to make the Aremiklat that I spoke to Moshe. Now, what's interesting is actually, I believe the language in, in uh, Bamidbar, Perek Lamed He, is Vihikreti, which is not exactly the same language of, of making, of putting. And there, the uh, the Gemara darshans on that whole idea of Ikreti is, it has to be very clear. If you're going to build Arei Miklat, they have to be in places that are very public. They have to be in places that are well marked. Why? What is the goal of the Ir Miklat? It is a place that the person could run away to, but he has to be able to run away there with ease. It can't be that it's a, uh, it's a, a city of refuge. You know, we think about that. I, I remember once... I went on a vacation years and years ago, and I had I, had, I did not have Verizon service. I won't. Uh, I don't want to say what I had, so nobody feels that I'm knocking their provider. Um, but I, um, I I did not have um, Verizon service, and here I was in this remote area. And what would happen is I would go into this, like the the area that we were staying. And my phone would completely shut down. No emails, no cell phone calls, nothing. Nothing came in. So I think that this was like back in the BlackBerry days. And it was it was like so peaceful. And then in the morning, I'd go out to buy milk or groceries or just leave with my family to do something. And I would hit the city and all of a sudden, ping, 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 ping. But all night long, everything that had not come through would explode in my phone. So I shared that with people. I said, this was unbelievable. It was such a necessary moment of quiet, of solitude, of peace. It was a refuge of sorts. So I shared that uh, from the pulpit. And uh, someone came over to me and said, I need to know what that house that you stayed in was, the address, because my husband and I need to go there because I need a few hours of him with not getting hundreds of emails and phone calls from work. Okay, That's generally the idea of asylum, of refuge that we think of. It is a sheltered place in the middle of nowhere that you can go and you could refresh. That's not what the Torah is saying. No, be crazy. I need you to do it in such a way. Why? Because it's really, really important that it's public. Everybody should know how to find the Ermiklat. And when we look at the map a little bit later on, we'll actually note that perhaps the Torah actually selected these six locations. 
God had a reason for them. They are set up in such a way that they're easy access for as many people as possible. They would go out and make sure the bridges, the highways were wide and clear, and there wasn't any winter cavens on the bridges. Why? Because we want to make sure that when you got there, you wanted to make sure that it was a place that the Rotseach, the murderer, he's a Nefesh It was not intentional. This was not something that he thought he wanted to do. It happened by accident, but he's still a Rotseach. He's still a murderer. The murderer has to be able to get there. It has to be a place to, to take him in. That's a very, very, very important idea. He has to be able to get there uh, with easy access, Miguel Adam, because he's running away from the Goel Adam, the Redeemer, the Redeemer of the blood. How exactly does that work? The Torah does spend a little bit more time elaborating on it, but the basic premise is that after this inadvertent murderer um, realizes what he does, he runs to the Ir Miklat. That's why he wants to make sure the cities are well, the signage is good. But why is he running? He's running because there's a Goel Adam. There's the Redeemer of Blood. The family of this person that was killed has the right to avenge his blood. And so how do they do that? They chase him. So if Chaim kills David, so David's family goes and chases after Chaim. Chaim then goes to run to the Yermiklat. If nobody cares to run after Chaim, Chaim could stay at home and live a good life. Why does he have to go and, and run away? Why does he have to isolate himself? Why does he live in this ear miklat? He's going to be there potentially for a very long time. Why? Why is all that happening? That is all happening because he knows that the Goel Adam is going to get him. If there's no Goel Adam, then he won't have anything to worry about. And he's going to run to one of these cities. And he's going to stand at the entrance of the city. And he's going to share with the people at the entrance of the city what happened. Meaning, he doesn't just run in and say, I'm good now. No, what happens is he comes into the city and they say to him, wait, no, no, we're not letting you in. This is not a city for murderers. It's a city for Rotseach Bishkagad has to be someone who did it by accident. We want to know, what did you do exactly? And he would tell them, this is the situation. This is what I did. And then they would turn and say, hmm, okay, come in. And you're going to stay there. Why? Because you need a trial. It's not just that you come there. You're there safely until you have your trial. And then at trial, it'll be determined. Is this person Chayav? Mita, is he liable death? Then he doesn't belong here. Or is he completely scot-free? Then he also doesn't belong here. Or is he this middle ground? So what happens? He stays there when? Until he stays there um, and he has a place there. He has a makom. He has a makom. He has a makom. And we have to understand that the reason why he's able to to chase after him is why because there's no this is not there was no history he didn't hate the guy no it was just by accident 
he's swinging his axe to hit the tree and the the blade goes flying off. He should have been more careful. But how, what happens if the person that gets killed happens to be his enemy? He had words with him yesterday or the day before. He has a long history of hate. So then the Torah says, that, that's not who we're talking about. It has to be someone. There's no history. It's Reyehu. He hit his friend by accident. It is just a regular person. That is what the Torah is talking about. What exactly is going on here? Rabbi Hatton says, it's not just Galut. It's not just a- exile. But do you know what's going on here? It's rehabilitation. The Levim are going to teach him. He has to be more careful. It's not, you just, you can't just be a murderer and then say like, oh, you know, I feel bad. No, no, no. You have to realize you did something bad. You you took someone else's life in your own hands. It's not okay. If you live with the Levium, and the Levium, what do they do? They're Morei Derech, says Rebbe and they teach you, teach you a new way of life. Before we try to understand and unpack that a little bit, let's try to understand what where this concept is coming from. So Rebbe Alex Israel suggests, um, based on Rav Shlomo David Lutzato, the Shadal, that the reason that we had this because it was commonplace in society back then that if someone killed, there was this idea of like uh, the, the the whole town would come as vigilantes and say, we're going to kill this person. Now, why did they do that? They did that because there was no police. Nowadays, what happens if God forbid something like this happens, you call the police, the police hopefully show up relatively quickly. And then they take care of it. The detectives, the homicide team, they all come in and try to figure out what's going on. And then there is a court that sets the date. And, and the person might be in custody of the, the jail. He might be in his own custody, whatever it is, until they figure out what exactly happened. And then either he gets off or he goes to jail. That's what we had. But we have to understand in the society that the Jewish people lived in at the time, when they entered Eretz Yisrael, police were impractical. Everybody lived in these spread out farms. So if you want to think of a society that would be a little bit more um, similar, at least to understanding it, think about the Wild West. The cowboy, cowboy movies, what happens? You have a person that kills someone. And then, well, there's no the police can't police it. So they put up big posters, wanted, dead or alive. Reward. What does it do? It encourages people to ensure that they're going to have justice will be served. Justice will be served. But we're not exactly comfortable with the fact that this guy kills someone and now the whole town has is out looking for him. Plus, there is a certain sense here that they're doing it. Why? Because they want the reward. They're looking they're, they're what's in it for me? There's the money piece to it. Wanted, dead, or alive. Not exactly something that we're 100% comfortable with. Introduces the Torah, this idea of the Goel Adam. What does the Goel Adam do? It removes it from the community. It removes it from a vigilante society. It removes the idea that people are going to come and lynch him. And says that, yes, you can take vengeance. You can come after this person. 
but not everybody could do it. This is not an activity that is the seaboard going and taking care of it, but rather one specific person, someone who is very much vested in it. Who? The Goel Adam. Some family member that's close. says, you killed my family member. I must seek vengeance. But as a community, we don't seek vengeance. And I think what it does is it creates a very different society. I once asked the custodian of one of the shuls that I was in, uh, we were just talking and, you know, I don't know, somehow I, living in the area I lived was a safe place, but car car robberies were very high. We were schmoozing. And he said to me, there's no car robberies in the island he's from. I said, why? How, how exactly does that work? He said, well, if a car is stolen, what happens is the entire community stands arm in arm and walks hand in hand, arm in arm, until they find the car and they find the robber. And they then lynch the person. Pretty much after that, no one else wants to rob a car ever again. Okay. But the Torah says that's not the ideal society. The ideal society is that there is a law, the Torah. Torah is something that's supposed to guide us. It's supposed to help us. It's supposed to teach us. So we don't take the law in our own hands. Torah will take care of it. But what happens when we have this unique situation where Torah says, well, this guy didn't do anything bad enough for us to do anything. He shouldn't go free, but he also doesn't deserve death. The Torah says that's when we need to make sure that there is some consequence. But it is not the community that meets it out. But it is a person that says, I feel so affected by this. Why? Because you killed my own family member. Therefore, law and order prevails. Justice prevails. And yet society stays a good, healthy, safe place. He stays there. Until he gets his trial, and then until the Kohen Gadol dies, until the Kohen Gadol from that time dies. Then he can go back to his original home. So says Rashi, what do you mean? He, until he has his trial and until the, the death of the Kohen Gadol. What exactly is going on here? Says Rashi, the following. If he has his trial and his trial says he was deemed innocent, he's not deserving of punishment, then what happens? He goes, oh, but if he is found guilty, He's a Mrotseach Pishkaga. He goes to the Ir Miklat Yashab Sham Admot Hakohen Hagadol. And he stays there until the death of the Kohen Gadol. Okay. So we, he stays there until the death of the Kohen Gadol. Actually, um, the Gemara tells us that because the Kohen Gadol was the re- his out, you know what would happen? the mother of the Kohen Gadol would come and bake cookies and cakes and she'd bring him to the Ir Miklat and she would feed the people in the Ir Miklat. Why? Why is she doing this? Because they were going to daven for her child to die. That was their only out. Says Rabbi Fran, the beautiful idea, it shows you the Koach 
You want to listen to the tefillah of people that are murderers? Says my friend, yeah, you know why? Because these people know that they have to daven. Because that's their only way out. They are going to daven and daven and daven and daven. You know why? Because they want to make sure that their tefillah will be answered. So comes along the uh, the, the mother, the Kohen Gondol, says, well, I don't want my kid to have these people that are davening with such co- strong tefillah. So what did she do? She would feed them. So hopefully they would not daven for the death of her son. Beautiful idea I saw on uh, the VBM, on the Gush website in Salt. Salt is a Tvar Torah a day. I don't remember who's, who shared it. This is why, if that's the case, why is the Kohen Gadol davening? Let him daven. The mother of the Kohen Gadol, she might die earlier. So why don't the Kohen Gadol, he'll keep feeding them until they, until, until they, until he dies. So he gives a great answer. He says, you know what? There's some people might look at this and say, wow, it's a great life. I'm going to go into this city. I'm going to be completely taken care of. Nobody can bother me. Free rent and bo- free room and board. And someone's going to bring me care packages regularly so I won't daven for their death. It's amazing. You might have some people that will check out of life and say, I'm going to the uh, the Ermiklat. And, and they'll, they'll make up a whole situation, a whole scenario, and they'll get themselves in. Says, says uh, the, I think it's a Silverberg on, on the uh, VBM. We don't want that to happen. So we say, you know who go, you know when you go out? When the Kohen Gadol dies. But who feeds you? The mother of the Kohen Gadol. There's a chance you're going to check in and the mother of the Kohen Gadol is going to die. You could be there for a long time. Young Kohen Gadol whose mother dies early. The, the, the Rotzeach could be there for 40 years. You thought you'd get care packages. You thought you'd get a good life. Torah says, no, that's not where you live. You have to live in the real world. If you're going to go there to escape the real world, no, might not be as amazing as you think because the white, the mother of the Kohen Gadol could die early and you're going to go a lot of years without all those creature comforts that you thought you'd have. That's like Zion and Chet. Ba'akdishu at Kedesh Galil Bar-Naftali. Where were the cities? So number one, we have Kedesh in Naftali. All the way up north. North of the Kinneret. Shechem Bahar Ephraim. Shechem and Har Ephraim. It's right smack in the middle of Eretz Yisrael. The Kiryat Arba hi Chavron Bahar Yehuda. And down in the mountains, you have Kiryat Arba, which is Chev. Why do, why do we pick these three? It seems like A, they do space out well. B, at least Shechem and Chevron are on the uh, are on the 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 sixty. They're on Derecha vote. They're easily accessible in the mountainous area. And on the other side of the Jordan from Yericho Mizrach, what do we have? It is straight across from Yericho. In the tribe of Ruvain, Ramopa Gilad, Mimate God. And then you have Ramopa Gilad for Mate God. You have that as well. And then you have Golan, Babashan, Mimate And you have Golan in the north by Mate Those are our cities. Okay. 
Says the Neshechachma, you know, these cities did not collate. Moshe had set up these three cities already in the tie in his, in his day, but they're not collate. They don't take place until after Yoshua comes in and sets up his three. The three original cities don't kick in until the new cities kick in. It's two questions. First of all, why? And second of all, if that's the case, then why did Moshe Rabbeinu even waste his time setting up these cities? There's no point to it. So answer the second question, Rav Azariah Berzon, the Rosh Hashiva of Mivaseret when I was there, gave a beautiful answer. He says, that's the idea of a, a, a chatzim mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that you do, there's no reward. It, it doesn't really happen, but you have such a chashek to do mitzvah. You have such a desire a passion to do God's word. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm going to do it, even though I know it doesn't do anything. I'm going to do it because I care. I want whatever part I could have in that mitzvah, even if it's not fully a mitzvah. That is why he starts it. But why are they not collate? Says, um, says the, uh, the Meshach Chachma, beautiful answer. So he says, A Rotseach, the one that kills, has this constant hope. That's why he's davening. He davens so hard because he says, I want the Kohen Gadol to die and that will spring me free. We're told in Paraklamid Dalid Pasukidzainabar that he is going to be the one to divide the land. It means that Hashem is giving him a guarantee. He will not die until after the land is portioned out. But in if a Rotseach goes in and he's in there at some point, should there have been these three cities existing when the Jewish people were already in the land of Israel? He's going to know that until the land is given out, he's going to give up The Torah says you could only be in Galut if there is hope for a future. Think about that as our Galut and the Galut of the Rotseach. What is it that we hope every day? We hope, I hope that there will be an end to this exile. The person that's placed inside the ear of Miklat has to have hope. He has to be able to daven, believe shalem that my future can be better. How can he daven that his future will be better if he knows that it's going to be years until Chalukah Aretz? Says Meshachachma as such, he cannot daven just yet. He can't go in the ear of Niklad. A person has to have a safety, a safe place to go until he can stand trial. He has to have a safe place to go if, in fact, he's found to be innocent of premeditated murder. He has to have a place to go. He has to have a city of refuge. And that is what this is. So the question then becomes, what is the purpose of these cities? What are we supposed to do with these cities? What are we supposed to learn from here? So the mission in Makot says the following. Imagine Lo Nigmardino, 
You have a guy who did something wrong. He killed the show gig. And before his din is signed, make Cohen Gadol. Could you imagine his misfortune? The Cohen Gadol dies right before they give his judgment. And they appoint a new Cohen Gadol. And then afterwards, the judge says, guilty, ir miklat. He does not go out until the second one, the second Kohen Gadol dies. Why? What's the what's the 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 the, the rationale behind it? And what's the, why does it tie it into the Kohen Gadol anyway? Again, beautiful idea. Remember by Silverberg from the Salt from the, the uh, VBM. He says that the Kohen Gadol has to dive in also. He he's responsible. He has to daven that good things will happen. He has to daven that people will do the right thing. He has to daven on behalf of everyone. And so if someone da- kills Bishoge, it means the Kohen Gadol didn't die. Didn't daven well enough. So, okay. Then shouldn't it be tied into the, the murder? When the guy did committed murder, who was the Kohen Gadol? Kohen Gadol A! So who cares if his judgment is signed and sealed in the times of Kohen Gadol B? Kohen Gadol A, it was his fault. And therefore, this guy gets out on that one. Why exactly does it tie into Mitato Shel Sheini? It doesn't seem fair at all. Says Rabbi Silverberg, the whole idea, the message behind the Kohen Gadol is that he should be Dan Lakafschos on everyone. He's supposed to find the good in everyone. Therefore, when Kohen Gadol B comes along and he takes over, he also is a person that should have been able to find the good in everyone. He's going to find, look at this murderer, and he's somehow tied to him to say, I believe that we could do good things together. I believe that we could be Dan Lakafschos. I believe in you. I believe in you. And so that's his message. The message, perhaps, of the purpose of these cities is we need to live in a society. We need to live in a time where people are looking for the best in other people. And so that's the message of the Kohen Gadol. And that is perhaps the message of the Ir Miklat. I want to share another possibility. I worked very hard on this image on the left. So if you're not fully looking, now is a great time to look at the screen. It is a story that the Gemara quotes in Yuma. Two people were racing up the the um, the mizbeach. They're racing up the the ramp of the mizbeach, and what happens? One of them sees he's going to lose, and he won't get the opportunity to do that voda. So he pulls a knife out. He stabs the guy in the back, and perhaps he fell off. The Gemara even has a has a version where they want to take out the knife so he won't become Tameh. The knife won't become Tameh because the guy's not dead yet. In the base of Mikdash itself, can you imagine that? Gemara says, Rabbi Tzadok gets up in the stairs of the Ulam, the entranceway to the base of Mikdash. He says, my brothers, listen. The Torah says, What happens? The Torah has the midst of Egla Arufa. 
If you find a dead body in the middle of the nowhere, what do you do? This Canaan of the closest town have to come out and say, We can spill the blood. Really? We thought that? We had the Hava Mina to think that this Canaan did it? Egla Rufa. They're saying that maybe something we did caused this guy to die. Maybe we didn't take care of him. We didn't create a culture in our city that people would go out and take care of him. So there would be no stranger walking on the street at midnight. There'd be no murderers. We didn't take care of people properly. Says Rabbi Tzadok, who should bring the egg la rufa for this guy? Alair? Is it on the city of Jerusalem or is it on the Kohanim? They all cried. Going on here. What does this Gemara mean? What is Rabbi Tzadok saying? Beautiful idea. Beautiful idea. You know what Rabbi Tzadok was saying to him? Not a Negla Rufa anyway. They knew who spilled the blood. They saw it with their own eyes. They saw the guy stab the, the, the knife in the guy's back. Rabbi Tzadok was saying, you know what? Who's responsible? Whose fault is it that we could have murder in the Mikdash? Is it Yerushalayim? Is it the city? Is it the people? Or is it the Kohanim? A Kohen committed murder, but it happened in the city of Yerushalayim. Are the people responsible? So says that we tell you, I know what's going to happen. We can't even pass, we, can, we can't do anything here. Because if we turn to Yerushalayim and say, Yerushalayim, it's your fault, they would say, no, it's the Kohanim. The Kohanim did it. We didn't have anything to do with this. And if we turn to the Kohanim and say, Kohanim, it's your fault. You one of your own stab the knife into the back of another Kohen. You know what they would say? What kind of culture Yushalayim has? Murder like this could happen. It has even penetrated the holiest places and the holiest people. What is the purpose of a Kohen Gadol? What is the purpose of the Ir Miklat? Kohen Gadol is supposed to be a person that spreads positivity. Love this graphic. He spreads positivity. He's able to tell people how to think good thoughts, think happy thoughts, got to think in the right place. The Ir Miklat's message is, this is we have a person who, unfortunately, did something negative. He's supposed to be surrounded by a city of Levium, teachers of Torah, Levium, people that they themselves have been on quite a journey. Look at where Shevet Levi started. Shevet Levi Achim, Klei Hamas, murderers. And it's, it's cold-blooded murder, although justified, perhaps. What does Levi become? Levi becomes the defenders of Klal Yisrael. Levi becomes the teachers of Klal Yisrael. Levi become the ones that see justice and meet it out. They're not killers anymore. Look where Levi has come. You surround them by Levi, but you tie them. Hand in hand to who? To the Kohen Gadol. Why? Because the Kohen Gadol is the person who's supposed to spread positivity. He lifts people up when they are down. He finds opportunities to make people feel good. That is perhaps the purpose of the city. And maybe that's really why it starts when once you've settled, once you're in the land, what happens? 
You need these cities throughout the land that are intended to spread the message of what? Don't judge too quickly. And the message of positivity, happy thoughts, good things. Won't that create better society? Won't that create a better culture? Won't that help ensure that the Jewish people are doing what they need to create a happy, safe, wonderful civilization? That is exactly the point. And that is exactly what Sefer what Yoshua wants to end with. We've created a wonderful, wonderful city, created a wonderful co- co- country. We need to merge the two of them together in order to ensure what? In order to ensure that you have a safe, happy civilization. Thank you once again for joining us. Have a wonderful week and keep walking in the ways of the prophet.